welcome to another Pop Culture Gamers podcast. I'm your host for this evening, Steve, and obviously, as usual, behind me is Hayden. How are you? I'm not too bad at all. Good. I mean, I was about to say that the weather's got nice and cool recently, but it's just perked up again, and my room is now starting to pick up heat. So if I go quiet, I might pass out because I've got no air in this room at the minute. But we'll hopefully, this is going to be not the longest show in the world due to a bit less bit of gaming, but. It won't be too long, shall we say. Well, it won't be the first time that we've been there talking to each other and you've fallen asleep. <coughs> many times over the years, yes. <laughs> many, I'm... many times. Normally playing Destiny. Yeah, well, these days, I'd tell you, I've not been doing much gaming at night because it's too bloody hot. But anyway, how's you? What have you been up to? Um, I'm okay. I thought, first off, I'll give an update on um, Alan's progress because um, yeah. I know a few people have been really wanting to know um so just so that you're aware um alan is still in hospital um he's uh he's had a, a problem with his eyes he was uh, losing vision oh it was sorry not losing vision but he was having blurred uh, sight and he was uh, born with uh, a condition between with his eyes which is he gets checked annually anyway that was why he was taken into hospital and um the his, his daughter's been in contact with me and said that they think he's lost ninety percent of the loss of one of his eyes, or you know, vision in one of his eyes. Hopefully, uh, that will improve. Tra- Do we know? <clears throat> no, evidently he's lost about ninety percent in his left eye. Mm. Um, whereas the uh, his other eye wasn't as bad, and they're trying to see to do what they can, but they need to cut into his eye again. To uh, sort of improve his sight, yeah. Mm. So he's still in hospital, um, and all that we can, I think we can say for the whole of our community is that we all hope, Alan, that you get better soon because you're really going through the mill. Um, The good news is that his uh, wife and family are setting up a a new mobile for him so that he can control it through uh, the Google sort of, you know, version of Siri or Alexa or whatever it is. Mm, Yeah. Um, so they're setting up that for him. So hopefully I'll be able to get in contact with him and he'll be able to contact other people as well. Uh, so, you know, maybe make things a little bit better for him that way. But just hope that he gets well. Uh, mm. And uh, yeah. we want him back on the show. You know, we're, we're eight shows away from the 100. So, you know, we, we need to have him here. How many is it now? Do you have lost count? We're on 92. Oh, really? Oh, God, yeah. We're on 92. Well... <clears throat> I say that Maybe, we're on theoretically 96. because if you had all the other specials together, and everything else, it'd probably be over. Uh, oh, uh, yeah, it's absolutely definitely. This will be our 116th episode if we can count it all of the specials and stuff mm. like that as well. Uh, but we're actually on um, formal show number nine. That's it. Um, as for so anyway, uh, all the best, Alan. Hope you feel better. Yes, soon. hope you can. Um... We can hear your voice at some point. Yes, and uh, also uh, I was speaking to Mark, who obviously does our uh, regular questions as well, and he was passing on his best to you as well, Alan. Uh, so other than uh, other than that, then moving on to uh, the normal stuff for this week. Um, it's been a, a quiet week for me. Um, mm. Been working on my property. I've got to admit, my next door neighbours, he's absolutely fantastic. He's retired and he's been uh, helping, um, you know, him and his wife uh, do stuff. I think, to be honest, they've got so bored with lockdown, they're just happy to get out of the house to somewhere where they can do something, but they don't have to be around crowds. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So uh, they've been helping us out with uh, decorating the house and that sort of stuff. But we're on the ground floor uh, of it now. 
which is uh, good. I'm hoping to get carpets in next month and then maybe get the property on the market for renting in October. Um, quite ironically, uh, the house next door um, was uh, up for sale and has been sold. And I actually know, I used to work with a person who um, who owns it now. Mm. So it seems a bit weird now going going there and uh, knowing who the neighbours are again. Um, so other than that, uh, other stuff you know, that's been pretty quiet. I picked up a, a few soundtracks on vinyl. Mm-hmm. So I got the Star Trek 2009 one, which I know that you know is a really good one. Yeah, it is, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I got Black Panther um, soundtrack, Avengers Endgame soundtrack, the picture disc sort of version. Yeah. I picked up Blade Runner on uh, the original soundtrack as well. Uh, so obviously all on vinyl, plus I've also got a Mondo uh, Batman original soundtrack coming as well. which I've Oh, that's still not with you yet, is it? No, no, it was it, it was uh, you know like a sort of thing on eBay. Mm. Um, so I got it for um, less than what it would have cost, but we've got it from Mondo from America, um, and also a vintage Star Trek vinyl, which is evidently in excellent condition. You know, near mint supposedly mm. in terms of yeah, okay. the, the discs. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I also picked up a couple of pop vinyl figures as well. Being uh, the 40th anniversary of the Flash Gordon movies this year, mm. um, I thought. Oh, you know the the pop vinyl figures have uh, done once for Flash Gordon, so um, I actually picked them up from JM Toys, who were a member of our group actually, uh, and uh, I know that uh, the owner, you know, uh, does what uh, listen to the show and, and t- I talk to him about it often. Um, but he's a local business, um, and they do online ordering as well. So if anybody wants to. Uh, you know, collects them. Uh, he's got a massive collection of ones, and uh, the details of that are just in a Facebook post. Which uh, yeah, do that. I mean, I've, I've only I got think... I've got about five or six, but I've only just a couple of you know I've got a couple given to me. Yeah, which were I think Batman related, if I remember rightly, stuff like that, and uh, as well as I got my Jaws ones, obviously as well, which I got for birthday. Oh, I, I, right, you got the Jaws one. Yeah, I've got the I've got the shark, and I've got the three characters. Right, Brody, okay. Quince, and Hooper. All ah, right, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm hoping to get all of the Flash Gordon ones. So I've got Flash Gordon and Ming the Merciless. So uh, the other ones are Kalitus and Voltan that are available in this. So I'm hoping. No more, no um, no others yet then. No, no Dale or Zarkov, which is really uh, you would have thought so, really wouldn't you? Weird. You would have done. Yeah, I would have thought that, and uh, uh, also Baron as well. You know, oh, Baron. you. Um, yeah, yeah, I would have thought Timothy Dalton. Sorry, I'm just think for a minute. Yeah. yeah, I would have thought all of those would have been the the obvious ones to do, but they've already done the four, so um, I'll put mm. those ones up just to you know have it as a as a bit of a set, uh, as it were. But uh, yeah, so but Jam uh, but Toys, it's uh, Jonathan Malcolm is actually the guy in our Facebook group who uh, who does it. So um, also thinking about. Flash Gordon. I have <laughs> Sorry, totally... I'm I just know what's coming, so. <clears throat> yeah, me. I have to say, uh, I think that Zavi are absolutely pathetic. If you pre order something, what is your standard expectation of a pre order? Release day at least? Yeah, it's delivered to you on the day of release at the latest, yeah? If not, maybe the you know if it's on a Monday, it's it's been released maybe on the Friday on Friday or the Saturday before. Well, I have had a con- 
continuous thing of I, I purchased the uh, Flash Gordon UHD Collector's Edition, uh, which is the like the the biggest one that they, they yeah the for. five the five disc with which has I think one disc is the soundtrack as well if I remember rightly. Well, on just the soundtrack, there's also the Life After Flash documentary and all of that sort of stuff as well. Mm. So there's loads of it in this collector's edition. And I booked this months ago, right? Months ago. It's not like I booked it, you know, on Saturday and expected Zavi to have it here on the Monday. And anyway, the time, the day came and went, it, it didn't, this wasn't arrived. I checked my... Uh, account and it said it was processing which means that they haven't sent it out yet and they haven't sent it out until the end of the week and i have been onto their uh customer useless line sorry helpline um (laughs) talking to them i have discussed stuff with them through twitter uh and facebook both direct and you know indirect messaging as it were and all I could say is that the company has the most appalling customer services. Of all they do is say, "Oh, well, we're really sorry." Yeah, well, that doesn't cut it. You know, I've bought loads of stuff from Zavi. I've been mm. really, really hacked off with them. You know, when you remember the red carpet thing and all of that as well. Yeah, yeah, so we have paid, know, That's a privilege you have to pay for as well. Yeah, it is, and it just is. I am absolutely peed off with them really really peed off with them um and the other thing as well is said oh uh, you know because i also ordered pitch black as well on the uhd yeah. now the launch date for pitch black isn't actually until tomorrow but right. they reckon that they sent it out at the beginning <clears throat> of last week and it's still not here so unless they've sent it with, with being carried by an asthmatic ant with a terrible sense of direction and the wrong address to go with it, it should have arrived by now. So I, I just, I just really, I have no well, faith in that. It's, it's so weird. I mean, you've obviously pissed them off somewhere on the line by the sounds of it, isn't it? I, I don't know. Spending money, yeah. I mean, I had an email from them on Monday saying that yours has been dispatched. We'll be with you shortly, saying Wednesday the twelfth to the thirteenth of August, and this was for the Flash, when actually it did arrive on the Monday. And then I had an order update email from saying, uh, thank you for placing your order, blah, blah, blah. We're so sorry that this was an error of your dispatching your order. I hope it hasn't caused any order to show an incorrect dispatch date. Perhaps confirm your order has been sent to you, blah, blah, blah. So they were apologising for me for not sending for that email. You can't even get four letters out of them, can you? No. You know, all, all the, there's, there's no, you know, we're really sorry for the inconvenience, whatever. I could have had this ordered by Amazon and had it on the day of release. Yeah, that's true. For the same price. Well, technically speaking, if I wasn't a red carpet member for cheaper, because I wouldn't have had to have played delivery. Mm. So I could have had it effectively as a normal member of the pub, you know, as, as a non-red carpet member for less than what they were doing and had it on the day of release. I am just, I'm not happy. I'm, I'm not happy with them. I think that they are absolutely disgusted on the customer services. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, I, I... you know, useless. And interestingly enough, I went. I looked on their Facebook page, and other people were complaining exactly the same. Oh, well. really? So they the obviously they just don't care. So mm. 
you know, I, I don't, I'm probably not going to order anything else from them. I think I've had enough of them now. <laughs> well, I have got a couple of bits outstanding with them. Well, good luck on receiving them. You might receive them before hell freezes over. Well, I got all my Star Wars correctly sent out as they, because they were pre-order batched up and they, I had the third one arrive, I think, this beginning. Yeah, it came Monday. So Return of the Jedi came in the same time that Flash did. I, I, I just don't get it. I don't get why after months of a pre-order yeah the problem there shouldn't have been i don't know if they one hand doesn't know what the other hand's doing well do you know what i mean so it's a matter of buyer beware if anybody else orders from them just you know because <clears throat> i've i've ordered stuff before now th- there's times when i've been happy to wait you know i've i've ordered some for example i got the uh jumanji for 4.99 mm. from you know, 4K Blu-ray, yeah? For, yeah, for about a fiver. But it took about two months to come, and that was because they obviously advertised it and sold it at that price. Mm. But for whatever reason, they couldn't get the the them in. I, I don't I don't care about that. That's fine. But when it's a pre-order, there for months in advance, there is no excuse at all. No, I mean, if they said that. We didn't have the, the bo- those box sets in as yet. They're a little bit delayed. They should at least let people know if that's the case. Do you know what I mean? Because I see mine turned up on the Monday. Mine was the Steelbook edition, which is a three disc edition. I know you you so, paid half the amount and you got yours. Mm. It's crazy. Yes. You know, but it's not good customer service, is it? No, no, it's not. It's really, really. Did you good. just use Twitter or did you email them as well? Um, I used Twitter. I used the online portal. I used facebook and what got me was as well i kept mm. i kept getting you know it's, it's like you'd message someone or you get a response from someone saying uh, oh uh, well we've escalated it to our complaints team and then i would have also put in the same thing through <clears throat> the online system or through facebook and mm. the same person would then even though that the names matched would then turn around and say can you uh, tell me what your order number is? Can you tell me what your name is? Can you uh, prove that, you know, that you should be living in this country? Can you do, you know, all of these blooming stupid questions that they make you go through. And every time, and then if you didn't answer the way that they didn't they, they did like, like, I've already done this on this mm. Facebook, on this Twitter account or whatever, why do I need to verify it again? They would then just turn around and ignore you. They would just would not respond. So I would then, Put very publicly, nice to see that you know Xavier is ignoring you, and then they send you another DM saying, "Oh, uh, can you tell us what your problem is?" So you'd say what the problem is, and they say, "Well, can you prove to me who you are? Can you, you know, give me your email address? Can you give me your order? Can you, even if it was on the same account that I've just messaged them from, mm. and said, you know, no, I don't want you to just escalate it. I want it sent out today." I want someone to contact the warehouse and say, are you sending it out? Double check with them so that I know that it's coming. You know, I think when you're spending 50 quid on one di- on one uh, UHD, I think that's fair enough to ask, to have an assurance that it's being sent out when they should have been sending it out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, useless. So it's on its way. It's on its way. So you hopefully get it Monday. Well, there should be no reason why it should not be on my doorstep. Did, did they give you an email saying it was dispatched? Yes. Okay. But I bet you it's not there above <laughs> It's funny how the post works sometimes, isn't it? I mean, I <clears throat> someone's mentioned with, with myself that I uh, pre well, not no, I did pre-order. 
I bought three movies from C- no one two three movies from CX mm-hmm. and they were with me. I, I think I, I think I pre-ordered them Sunday night. I was just laying in bed sitting there on the phone and they were there like between two three days later. Yeah, and they were they were boxed. I think they were boxed individually. I don't know how they why they do it that way. I don't know because one one turned up on one day, then the other two turned up the next day. Yeah, because they'll be coming from different stores. Yeah, that's right. I, I thought that when I was thinking, oh, of course, it wouldn't be. They would all come from the same store. But uh, but yeah, <laughs> really quickly. So uh, my Japanese blood, of buckets of blood um, fetish at the moment. There's plenty to watch there. <laughs> and it's not porn as such as the face group probably think it is, but there you go. It, it did have a bit of a whiff of that sort of stuff. <laughs> I know. Well, but I'll talk, I'll talk a little bit about uh, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. I won't say too much because I want people to see if they can get to watch it because they're just batshit crazy. But, you know, so, uh, but yeah, they're just crazy. I don't know. It's just, I, you know, you just watch it in Japanese, just let them go on with it. You know, it's like when you watch Back in the Day Monkey or, or The Water Margin, you know? They're all crazy as hell. Yeah, I used to love Monkey. That's actually the only DVD I still have a desire to buy because you can only buy it on DVD. Yeah, well, actually, Frankenstein, Vampire Girl, Frank, sorry, Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl was a DVD. I, I couldn't get it on Blu ray. Where the other three I got, which I think was Hell Driver, The Machine Girl, and Z- Zombie Gore Police. <laughs> These are weird titles. They're they're all on Blu-ray, but um, yeah, I do love actually actually Machine Girl. If you want to check it out, it, I think the whole movie is on YouTube. Yeah. So if you fancy watching that one on there, you can do. But uh, I think that's the with the dubbed American accents on it, not Japanese. But um, <clears throat> yeah, all good. So what's what's your week be like, then, Steve? Well, it's been hot and sticky all week, isn't it? It's been terrible, and I've not been in the mood for gaming, to be honest with it. Or, or even if I do get a chance to watch a film, I'm just. It's just too hot, and I, I didn't have a fan in this room. The only fan we had was I gave to the wife to use. She was sleeping downstairs. I was sleeping upstairs because it was too hot up there for her with the dog. So, so yeah, so I did get to start to watch some films, a little bit of gaming, not a great deal. I did start the – not that we nothing to really talk about it, to be honest. It's just a grind, which was the this year's um, Solstice of Heroes with Destiny, um, exactly the same as last year, but – to get the majestic armor, there's a, a few bits and pieces you need to be in groups to do it, probably. Oh, so it's not weird stuff, is it? No, but I think it's going to be like nightmare, um, nightmare hunts and stuff like that, yeah. which you have to get into groups for, I think. But uh, I'm not too far, so I'm going to grind away for a bit, at least till I get the purple armor. Have you not got the purple armor? No, no, I haven't. I've only I started a little bit last week, but I've been because it came out on Tuesday when it went live, but I've been been busy training at work for, for three days last week, basically just trying to grab what information I can of my former former um, service manager for the, you know, what I'm taking on. So I've been, been sort of, sort of taking all the information as best I can. Uh, so I've been pretty, pretty zonked out with, with, with stuff in my brain, to be honest. But yeah, no, it's all right. Uh, I also did, I did get, from Virgin Media, I got an email with a code for the Avengers, which has been in beta over the weekend. And from that, you could use it on any any uh, console or PC that you wanted to do to play it. Yeah. So I, I I opted for the PlayStation. There's no preference there as such. Rather than I thought, well, I'll just do it so I can play it in here. I'm not in the front room, and uh, it's all right. It's nothing to scream about. It's it's okay for a bit of fun, a little bit arcadey, but. It, you know, you don't have the uh, the real actors' voices in it, which puts you off a little bit. 
But uh, yeah, it's. I don't think I'd personally buy it. To be honest, if you're saying if it came out on a on their uh, their version of games for the month, maybe it might be worth it. But right now, it's not a game I'd purchase. Mm. You know, if it's, it's worth. There's quite a few uh, YouTube videos now showing you the introduction to it, which is a bit I played, where you get to play with each character to know some of the the tricks and the moves. Mm. And it's, I mean, considering it comes from Crystal Dynamics, uh, it's, it looks okay. The cutscenes are fine, but I think Tomb Raider is still better than that. But uh, but yeah, but yeah, a lot of people apparently been slating it, but some people we know in the Facebook group quite like it. So, but yeah, I think this is going to be like a Destiny type of game, is it? With a bit of online. Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I mm, which I can't ever. I can't grab that sort of idea with it, but but uh, but yeah, no, that's that. So it's, um, so obviously we mentioned Flash. Mine turned up already. I did have a quick look at it because I've not been. I haven't watched it properly yet. The quality of the the 4K is awesome. Mm. I haven't looked at the other discs I've got. There's a, I think they've got the disc with the documentaries on it as well, same as yourself. But I haven't looked at that yet. Um, what else happened? Yeah. So I have a subscription this year with Waxworks. Yeah. Which lasts the whole year, and the next part of the subscription was to they sent me Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. The new, I think, the new blood, new beginning, and that comes as a double vinyl, double coloured vinyl, and as typical waxworks fashion, they're just really well presented. The vinyl's really clever; is really, really good sound out of it, <clears throat> and the artwork to the to the covers and that is, is superb. Also, we have got the waxworks T-shirt for this year as well, so I have that's still in, the, in its bag. I haven't put it on yet, but. Um, yeah, it's really good. I'm glad. I'm glad I did the subscription this year, even though it's been slightly delayed due to COVID with the, some of the vinyl. So, how much does that cost the uh, subscription? I think it was two hundred for wow. the year, but you get about four or five albums with that, okay. plus the calendar, plus a slip map, and you get a you get also a discount subscription for the year on top of that. So, if I wanted to order anything else that's not within the subscription service. I can get a, a discount on it as well. Uh, whereas uh, I think there's some other colour bits and pieces as well. So yeah, but uh, I I've always wanted to do it because with the with what you get with those the subscription one is a different variant as well. Okay. So yeah, I I think I think it's pretty good value actually, and also with with Waxworks, I don't pay any import fees either. Right. Is that it's because like, it's a British company or is it American? It's an American company. They're in New Orleans, I think they are. That's where they're based, but yeah, I. That's, Mondo's great, obviously, but obviously a bit of a bummer with the with the with the uh, import tax occasionally. Also, the the cost of their um, actual uh, postage as well. It's it's what puts me off a value from Mondo, to be honest. Well, it depends on what sort of album it is and what package it's got with it, though, mm. because you can pick up, uh, which I I've actually pre-ordered it just because my original copy is a bit thin now to be honest which is the now this is not the soundtrack for back to the future but this was the original soundtrack album that came out when the movie came out right. so you've got on you've got the um Huey Lewis and the news tracks on there and also you have another you have some of the soundtrack as well with it as well and that's a colored vinyl with a lovely bit of artwork on it so i've, I've ordered that one so if you haven't got that that's that's worth it but you can actually <laughs> Xavier have actually got it in there on their um, website as well. Yeah, well, we'll be buying it from them. <laughs> uh, I have to admit, I've actually got Back to the Future on CD, the, the soundtrack. 
Yeah, because yeah. I've got the three. I've got the three separate albums from Mondo, yeah. uh, both double albums with with tracks that have not been released before. So that's pretty good. <clears throat> but yeah, I do like the uh, the original music from soundtrack they did. You know. <clears throat> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so that that's pretty good. Uh, I will talk about Casino Royale, which arrived from Amazon this week, but I want to talk about that when I talk about the film briefly later. Fair enough. Because I had a nice little conversation with someone about that, so let's talk about that later. Okay. So, really, I think that's about it, really. Should we, if we dive into what gaming week this week there is, because there's some good news anyway, or, or some bad news in some cases, so uh, all yours, Hayden. Yeah. Okay. Great gaming this week. Okay, so a little bit of news uh, this week. Uh, so the Xbox launched it. Um, we may have the date now. Um, I, I've heard rumours it's going to be confirmed at the end of this month in the uh, next Xbox uh, event, but um, a leaked Xbox Series X controller might have suggested that the release date for Microsoft's next-gen console is going to be November 6th, uh, the Verge journalist Tom Warren uh, had posted an image he'd uh, obtained uh, from a tipster uh, that is uh, said to be that the boxes of the new Series X controllers are uh, having this um, not not to be opened before 6th of November. That's uh, right, being, yeah. <laughs> um, which might actually be the release date of the upcoming console. Um, there's some speculation about whether or not that's the case or not but given the recent confirmation this week that the xbox series x will be launched in november it does seem like it's a strong possibility that it might be the sixth yeah i was probably originally thinking maybe around around the first two weeks of november maybe up to about the 17th which i think yeah. they've done that date before yes i've everyone... heard it 16th or 17th was the other date that i'd heard yeah but listen to everyone else, yeah, it's actually got, it actually says it on the box, so I think that's a big giveaway, really, isn't it? <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. And so, also, it was talking about, wasn't someone talking about, obviously, we got the, the smaller version of the Xbox Series X. Series S. Yeah, which is well, which codenamed Lockhart. Yeah, which and, has been effectively confirmed by that box as well. That's right, because I think... The rumours are, isn't it, that the, the colour of the Lockhart or Susie Series S is going to be white, so we'd be led to believe, but we'll see. Yeah, well, the images so far have all been white for it, I think. Mm. I don't know whether or not they're just a mock-up, because they look like a half-eight uh, Series X. Yeah. Uh, but who knows whether they are or not. Um, well, other than Microsoft, obviously. But the other story about that is it it's indicated that the Lockhart will be the all-digital version, so there won't be a drive on it. No, it gives people that option, doesn't it? It does. So if you're like one you know, of the PlayStation side, but on Xbox where you're looking forward to the all-digital platform, uh, the Lockhart might be how you want to go. But <clears throat> you've also got to consider as well is I believe that the Lockhart is only actually really optimised for HD graphics rather than 4K. It will be underpowered considerably to the... Yeah, I think effectively what they're doing is rebadging the X, as in the Xbox One X. Possibly, because they they have now taken that off the market now. They have. I think that they're reboxing it and giving it ray tracing, Mm. and that will be the lockout, but obviously there'll be no drive on it either. So, yeah, we'll, we'll have to wait and see 
Uh, thinking of controllers, by the way, uh, new images um, have suggested that the PS5 controller might have a longer battery life. Way! Or at least in comparison to its predecessor. And this is the where the news starts to now suddenly nosedive down because <laughs> it's suggested that the extra power will last up to an extra 50% longer because the battery is a 1,560 milliamps, uh, which is about 50% longer than the uh, DualShock 4. Uh, so the uh, Reddit sort of uh, side of things have mm. been suggesting that the batteries are going to last three to four hours. So that means you're going to get a whopping 11 hours out of your uh, Dual, uh, DualSense controller, which is pathetic considering that a Xbox One controller will last for 14 hours on a pair of AAs or on the, uh, the you know, the optional Microsoft recharge. Mm. And, the, think- C- and the, the Xbox One X Elite Series 2 lasts for 40 hours. Do you think they must use cheap cheap uh, batteries in there or something? Because no one knows what's in there because it's a sealed unit, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, they're, they're just quite, I think, they're generic batteries from what I've uh, sort of seen because... Obviously, you can pop open your controller and put in like a two thousand milliamp battery in there if you want to. Mm. Does that you know you buy those online? But they but don't uh, tell me if I'm wrong. That but aren't the controllers sealed? If you break that, do you break the warranty on them? Oh yes. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it starts with any. Which seems like bizarre, that. doesn't it? That you have something that's that's a device that you put in your hand where you can't take a battery out and you have to plug something in for it. Well, you, you get this argument of, oh, well, the the Xbox controller, you know, you're always looking for AA batteries. Well, you're not always looking for AA batteries. Well, no, because if you buy the official if you buy the official um, battery pack, if, if you do that, that is like a dual-size one that just sits in the back of the controller. Yeah. And they're pretty cheap. They're not expensive. Yeah. I mean, people have people have tried to convince me that the uh, DualShock controller is better because it's got a seven-hour battery life as opposed to a fourteen-hour battery life. But in terms of the controllers, but you want a controller that's battery life lasts as long as possible. Mm. And seven hours, you know. So if you're having a really mega gaming session, not that um, you know nowadays that we we can do that because of work and stuff like that. But when you're younger. You know, you could effectively. I, I could have, in my heyday of uh, playing games, easily have run, have run a, a controller battery. Mm. You know, in the, in a day, I'd have actually recharged it several times. And what gets me is the 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 argument that PlayStation, you know, the real PlayStation fanboy says, well, you're always looking for a pair of double A's with a Xbox controller. Let's just ignore the fact that let's just stick it. To, that okay, they're saying that you're not going for the, the the chargeable pack that lasts for that amount of time. For a start off, you'd only need to do that after fourteen hours. Hmm. But the other side of it is they say, and you can always plug in the the PlayStation controller. You can plug in the Xbox controller in exactly the same way. So it's a nonsense argument that people say about this. All just. The DualShock, it's not a bad controller. It's actually, I've been playing a lot more PlayStation 
Hmm. over the last couple of months than I've ever done before. I would say I've gone more PlayStation side playing stuff now than I am Xbox. Um, you know, probably by um, a factor of three on the PlayStation side and playing more games that side now. But the one thing, the one gripe I've always <clears throat> had about that controller is the battery life. Hmm. More than anything else. And they, they still haven't, they haven't learned the lesson from this gen to do a longer battery, or a significantly longer battery. Mm. You know, 14 or 15 hours, yeah, okay, that that to me should be an industry standard. That's how long your controller should last for, you know, on double A's or built-in battery, and then anything after that's a plus. But I don't think, it doesn't bother me. when I don't think about it when my my controller then says, it's your battery's very low. We recommend you charge it up. But then in my room, I would just plug the lead in and carry on playing. It's not a biggie. Do you no, know what no, I mean? But, but it's just that few moments of having to, oh, God, blooming controller, I'm going to have to do that. You don't get that issue half as much. But at some point, it's still going to, uh, put, at one point, whether it's 40, 15 or 16 or whatever, that battery's going to suddenly stop. And you're, you're in the middle of a game of Destiny, for example, and you're just standing there, getting beaten the crap out you think quick let's plug a lead in i can carry on yeah, but exactly. it happens it's gonna happen it doesn't matter it's gonna happen but when is he obviously you know, it's pathetic i don't know about you but it always seems to happen to me at the most crucial of times oh game. god that every every time it does every, every time every time every time it always seems to be on not when i'm playing like, not when i'm playing solo on on sort of um PVE, but when it's PVP, that's when it happens every time. Yeah, yeah, you know. always seems to happen. But <laughs> anyway, but uh, so j- just a bit, uh, a bit of tongue in cheek. But to be honest, come on, Sony, do better. This this is a whole new gen. Correct the mistakes of this gen. They're not that you've had many. You know, they've done really well, but um, they need they, they needed a, they needed two thousand milliamp thing in there at least. Mm. But hey ho. Also, on Microsoft's side, uh, more um, stuff, really, is that 343 Studios have announced that Halo Infinite uh, will be launched in 2021 rather than a launch with the Series X. The decision to shift the uh, launch of the heavily anticipated Halo Infinite title uh, has been due to the impact of development, including uh, COVID-19, um, and the team want to deliver a Halo game which meets expectations and the vision that they had for the game, so they're going to take the extra time to do it. So, the cynics of this world will be saying it's due to after what was shown at the uh, <clears throat> when we saw the game for the first time in the demo. Yes, well, cynics, cynics will be saying that, but do you know what? I don't particularly care if that game wants to be delayed for whatever reason to look at to get a better experience for us. Then so be it. Well, let's face it. Originally, I believe that Halo 3 was supposed to be a large title for the 360, mm. but there was a delay in that one, and yeah. that became, you know, a very iconic and game. Ironic, ironically, the Halo anniversary as such, I think, I'm not sure how many years it is, it's going to be ending in a zero, I think, is next year. So that would seem fitting that it would be released on on Halo's anniversary. Yeah, and the other thing as well is plenty of games get delayed. I mean... Look at the long development cycle that Ghost of uh, Tsushima has taken. You know, look, that, at, look, look at every rock. Else. Look at every Rockstar game that ever come out. 
Says it's yeah. going to be out in November, comes out in April or March or yeah. whatever. The, the point the point is, is that if, you know, look at The Last of Us, how many, that got delayed two or three times mm. um, you know, towards the end. What a fantastic game that was. So I have no problem with them saying, it's going to, you know, do you know what? We thought it was going to take us five years to do it. It's going to take us five years and eight months. Fine. Gee. Take the eight months and do it. Don't release a game like Batman Arkham Knight where you end up having to go back and patch it and patch it and patch it and patch it just to get the blubber thing to work or like Assassin's Creed Unity. You look at Assassin's Creed Unity now, you play that. That is a hell of a good game. Mm. But when it was launched, it was terrible because of all of the problems. You know, look at um, right now, there's a lot of people complaining uh, about... Um, Horizon Zero Dawn on the PC release mm. because of all of the glitches. You've got some people who have high-end equipment who were on, you know, 2080 Titans or whatever who are not having problems, but then another person who's got a 2080 Titan is saying, well, actually, I do have problems. So it's not even logical in terms of it's the lower specs or whatever. It's mixture all right throughout the whole yeah. spectrum of PC owners. So there's a, obviously an in, a problem with some of the code in that game that they're going to have to patch over time. I would much rather that be delayed and lodged working 100% personally. Absolutely. It's, I think we're going to have enough games to play yeah. to think about one less. We're going to have Cyberpunk, which is going to be one of the biggest games coming out at that time. Mm-hmm. So do you will want the time to probably play that game if that's what you're going to dive into, let alone Halo on top of that. Well, I'm also going to have a new console to pay for. So to be honest, not that I would have had to have paid for Halo Infinite because I would have it on Dream Pass, uh, Game Pass. Dream Pass, certainly. Dream Pass. <laughs> <laughs> that that was a fraudulent sniff, wasn't it? Um, Game Pass Ultimate. Do you know, you know, I would have had do you know what I'd like to see Microsoft do for us if they could? A few exclusives. <laughs> well, now, now. What I'd like to see is if, because Halo now has been delayed, see if they can push Flight Simulator out for the console on launch. It's not, we don't know when it's coming yet. Obviously, we're going to talk about that briefly in a second in releases for PC, but it would be nice to see that out, I think, personally. That's my thought. Yes, yes. And that, I, would make, I mean, that, looks... might, that might make up all the difference because I keep this, you can see some footage now. There's a few people playing it in, in beta or whatever. And in that, it looks gorgeous. It really does. It is a beautiful-looking game. You know, but that's yeah. That's PC at the moment. It is, yeah, that's on PC, yeah. But yeah, should, let's... Should we do the new releases? Yeah. I'll let you do them because there's so many. <laughs> right, okay. Hold, hold on for your hats then, guys. So, we have two. We have Microsoft Flight Simulator for PC on the 18th of the 8th. On the 21st of the 8th, something I'm looking forward to is PGA Tour 2K21 on all formats. 2k it's been a while since we've had a golf game yeah after rory oh rory 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 yeah to be fair we had some fun nights with that yeah and i've even i think since then any other, other game i've played is on the playstation which was uh, a bit arcadey the, the other type of um game but this one i've been watching this on twitter as they bring up the videos and it looks all right from what I can yeah. see so far. I'm sure that there'll be some people who will uh, say, oh, it was that to blame with it. That explains. But it was because of Rory uh, 
PGA game that uh, I ended up podcasting, if you remember. Oh, was it really? It was, because it was when we had that conversation when the four of us were all playing that night. Oh, yeah. You were, you were moving, moving and on going yeah. on holiday or something and all of that, yeah. Else's <laughs> uh, the days. God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, do you want to do the subscriptions for us? All right, so not much uh, out really, but if you're a subscriber to Twitch, which I believe has uh, now been uh, renamed to Amazon something or other, I can't remember what it is. It's not Amazon Twitch, but uh, the... They announced a different uh, name for it, but then they've, uh, they're still not using it, which is what I, I can't quite understand, really. Mm. Oops. Um, I can't quite understand that, but uh, I just had to look on the Twitch website to actually see if they're actually saying what that what they've called themselves, but mm. uh, uh, but they haven't. So yeah, so Twitch we've got the Inner World, and then on Epic Game Store we've got. Uh, Remnant uh, from the Ashes, which is available now, and the Auto Collection, uh, which is available now, and both those are up until the 20th of August. And then after the 20th of August to the 27th, we've got Enter the Gungeon and God's Trigger. So I don't mm. know. I played Remnant <clears throat> from the Ashes a little bit. I wasn't particularly that struck on it. Impressed, no? No. Um, it, it did float my boat, but uh, I didn't give it log, to be fair. I mm. might go back to it and have a look. Um, but uh, And I've heard of Enter the Gungeon. I've never actually played it. Okay. So. Okay, let's move on then um, for a little section called Gaming Suite, which will be very tiny and very quick. And if, you, and if you turn the sound down and turn it up again, you might miss it. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So what have, you've been playing Destiny then. So... Yep, I, I didn't start that, though, till maybe a day or two ago right. with uh, Sources of Heroes. This came in, I suppose, as an extra due to the delays and revamping of, of, of our uh, the timeline leading up to the Beyond Light in November. And, yeah, it's it's exactly what it says on the tin. It's the same as last year, but it's, it is a grind. I, it, I still like playing it. It's, unfortunately, some of the... The tail end of the armor, you'll need to do certain things which before weren't too bad for the last one because I've still got the armor in my vault for the last set. Yeah, and with the sunsetting <clears throat> of armor and weapons as it's going to be going on from November, this armor will be only be used, be allowed to be used for about a year anyway. So, is it worth it? That's the thing, that's the thought about it. Well, that's that's the question with all of these armors, isn't it? Because you end up moving on very quickly. And I thought that the way that they were setting it up now is. If you're on season one, then the season one will work with season two. But once you get to season three, you don't want to be using season one armor anymore because it won't go up high enough or something. I thought they were putting. Yeah, there's on. there's going to be there's going to be caps for armor anyway. But obviously, some of the old some of the older armor does drop now, but it will drop with the idea of using the mods in the new setup as well. Yeah. So if you pick something up, you want to, you could actually, if you got it, you want to double check what you got in the vault and swap it out and delete the other one if you want to keep something. Yeah. But it's like, well, all the different armor we get for Iron Banana, for example, they, you can't buy those, you can't buy those ones back. So once you've got them, you don't really want to throw them away. I, I don't, I just bank them and put them in the vault. See, I've not really that bothered about them, to be honest. I just, <clears throat> it wants to no longer any good. 
Yeah, I don't know. I just can't take myself to do it. Now, there's probably some of the guns I could take out of my arm, out of my vault, which uh, I can buy back anyway. But it's I'd like Bungie to, at one point, give us something so we know a quick glance of what that weapon will be and whether or not <clears throat> what you can do with it. Would be nice. But, yeah, I mean, and a bigger vault space as well on top of that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I've got over 400 items in my vault. Mm. I think one, one thing that kind of annoys me a little bit is you can't, once you've uh, deleted a sparrow, you can't get them back unless you find them again. Yes, which is and all I right. That, I, don't, I don't mind that. I mean, that's never an issue for, for currency. No, it's not. But I just think it's a bit of a stupid thing because if you've earned it, you should be able to just get back any sparrow, by, you know, reacquiring mm. it by going into your armory and then spending shards or whatever to get it back. Yeah. But, I mean, I only ever use the quick summon um, sparrows anyway because I'm not bothered about what all the other ones can do. I just want it to go, you know, as soon as I press tab and hold E, you know, that I effectively start driving away straight away. Well, I don't mind. Some of them look pretty cool and sometimes they're like a change. Not that you use them that often anyway. And the same with the ships. They're pretty much disposable because they aren't really used. They're just aesthetically seen in loading screens. Yeah. And that's it, end of the day, isn't it? So, but yeah, you know, I'm not going to pick on Destiny today. It's just, just the way it works sometimes. But I say there's a lot of lot of changes to come, and uh, we'll wait and see what happens in November. Do you think it's a bit of a waste opportunity though with the sparrows and the ships? Well, I I would have loved to have seen sparrow racing back. Yes, I think that was a great great bit of fun. That yeah, well they've done it a couple of times, and also not that it's a, an issue for me, but for some other people, if you were chasing stuff where you had to get you know wins on a uh on the crucible that fed into all of them as well didn't it if you remember things like mm. the um or oh, what was the gun uh the one that i always used to uh, shoot the hand cannon can't the, think of something ahead to be honest oh shot the green shot oh thorn thorn that was it i could not think for the, the life of me then um, the Thorn Quest, you, you used to have to get more kills than um, the deaths in the Crucible, but mm. you could cheese it by doing the Sparrow League racing. Yeah. Because you would just get wins uh, from that, and it, it didn't <clears> seem to have a negative impact on anything else. So, um, you know, if there's things like that that you're trying to edge towards, then it can help as well. Oh, every just time. out some of that grind as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, unfortunately, what Solstice of Heroes is, is doing is, be, is pulling me away from what I should be doing with my 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 dailies and and everything else, mm. because I've been I've been up in that level uh, over <laughs> the drifter with the currency there that we've been been using in this season. Yeah, and I don't even know actually where I what uh, part of it I'm in now with season of arrivals. I mean, I've I've clocked a hundred now on the on the season. That bit's done. And just, just obviously, you, you carry on doing that anyway. Yeah. But uh, I can't think what level I am with, uh, with the season in the currency that we're using at the moment. Right. But, uh, but yeah, it's just, I just enjoy it. But I think I need to catch up because there's only four weeks left for the whole season. I think so. Yeah. So what are they doing in between the, you know, the delayed lodge? I don't. I think. Aspect? I think what's going to happen is we're going to have. We're going to get to a point. Where, where there's going to be something serious with the story that's going to then lead into November. 
right because we're going to have possibly i think what it, we're going to have an evacuation on the planets because mm. i think obviously when we lose titan for example you're going to lose the vendors in titan so we're going to see if some of the story is going to change possibly with the great evacuations going to be going on at the same time while, while everything happened to these planets yeah so yeah we'll see on that yeah well <clears throat> in terms of the season at the moment i've got the first set of purple armor mm-hmm. um, i already started it a couple of days ago it's dead easy to to do um, yeah see when you first start your character you only get the helmet and then you go to the earth aerial zone or the eaz as i call it and then you do one round of that and then you go back to the woman in the tower i've forgotten what her name is either the bomb taser yeah, and then you go do a meditation, and then it gives yeah, you give you the yeah. yeah, but it only sets your light level at ten twenty, which is great if you've got low level characters. Mm. Um, and then you can't update that light level armor. But what each one of the armor sets does is has three objectives for you to be able to do. That's right. One one question for you quickly, just so I thought about it. Once you've got one piece of the armor maxed out and done all the ob- objectives. You have to do it all. So you have to do every piece first. That's right. That's fine. That's right. Just... Yeah, you can't do it piecemeal so that you get, like, um, a legendary helmet and, you know, you've still got blue boots. Mm. So you, you can't do it that way. Um, you've got to, you, all of your armor gets updated all at once. Yeah. Once you've achieved all of the objectives. But just be smart about the way that you're doing it. Probably about two or three rounds of the EAZ and you'll get all of... Uh, the EAZ stuff that you want you'll either need to do a bit of gambit or preferably I would say do crucible which is what I did mm-hmm. to uh, to get the the crucible or gambit stuff that's that's in there um, that took me about three games Okay. get everything uh, that I needed to update for that and then um, I, there was a glitch in it at the moment so uh, it says you have to do like uh, I think five strikes. You actually only have to do two mm-hmm. because they counted each player as contributing towards the strike count. Right. So you only actually have to do two. And while I was there, uh, myself and the rest of the strike team all did a heroic public event because as we were going through Nessus, there was uh, that one where the Vex are you know, attacking outside of uh, the the spaceship. Um, And that counted three as well. So, you know, I got got that all all in one go. So that you can do stuff sort of like concurrently while you're going along. You also get all of the individual quests as well for, um, you know, like you do with all of the other vendors Hmm. uh, that you can go to, or bounties rather, so that you can go and do all of those. Um, so yeah, it, it's it's dead easy to do, um, and you know one of them is doing uh, three or four different uh, adventures on IO as well. Um, it's it tends to be the things like creating the orbs. Hmm. So if you've got equipment that generates orbs, is always a good thing to do. Uh, but I I always sort of like seem to just delete that kind of equipment because it never seems to be doing what I want it to do. Mm. Uh, so you know that tends to be where I tend to slow down Uh, but obviously you get the different um, you you not only get the normal 
battle orbs, you also get the shooting orbs. So you need to, you know, uh, put weapons on that will or use your, you know, your secondary weapons, yeah, uh, and your heavy weapons um, to be doing kills, and then go and pick up the orbs that are generated from uh, each of the uh, aliens that you kill, or you know, combatants that you kill. Mm. Um, because uh, they'll explode and you know kick out some if you've killed them with that sort of type of weapon. If you do it with kinetic weapon, they won't do it. Uh, but they do if you do have the energy, and that, then that tops that up. So a lot of these things you can do, you know, when you're doing the strikes, you'll also be collecting the orbs, as it were. Yeah. You can also collect the grenade kills, that sort of stuff. So you know you're doubling up. In terms, it, it it's like if uh, if you've been really really super efficient in terms of your bounties that you would get from uh, you know the tower. That if you manage to get ones that all line up quite nicely, mm. so that you can have um, you know get fifty arc kills uh, and also get you know fifty arc kills from weapons. Well, both of those will count towards the same thing. You double count, you know. So. It's just a matter of being efficient in the way you go. Um, there's only a couple of ones where you've actually look out for other stuff. Yeah, it's more of a grind at the second level uh, because rather than like three or four hundred, you've got like a thousand, two thousand. Yeah, so, but you really got to you really got to put the time into this if you want to do this. Uh, yeah, but it take me that long. I would say probably about three hours, and I'd uh, updated all of my stuff. Hmm. So, purple yeah i'm i'm not putting in enough time in probably anyway to be honest uh but that's uh, that's no it's no biggie if i can just get the purple armor i won't get it to the top ranking because when you i say i'm not sure what it is but you when you get to that point you'll see what you got to do yeah but uh but yeah yeah it is what it is i mean Normally or not, though, do we ever use armour after an event anyway? We always put it away in the fault and never go back to it. Well, you could do an LFG, couldn't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, you could. But I've also, with all, with all the uh, armours that you can tweak and to look as different as you want, I think, you know, it doesn't make much odds what it looks like when you can use different different uh, skins to, to give it a different look that you've collected over the years. Yeah. So, yeah. But, I mean, well, I, I've gone back to it because I've just been a bit bored with playing on consoles. I just wanted to go back to... I'm, I'm, I'm almost using Destiny as, a, like, a, a palette refresh now mm. um, so that I can then, you know, get my fingers into something, you know, again, that I can uh, rock away with for a while. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Anything else you've been playing? Uh, yeah, I've actually been playing an iOS game. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, but it's going to be one of your favourite games, isn't it? It is, yeah. So uh, the game I've been playing is Hitman, but it's the iOS version. This isn't the Hitman that is based on a board game. This is the other one, uh, because there's a couple of them. This one is based on the Sniper Challenge. Mm. So um, I've been playing this across my iPad and iPhone. And effectively speaking, it is. if you've played Hitman 2 or Hitman, uh, the, the latest Hitman one or two, I should say. Then you know that there are sniper challenge levels that are within the game. Mm. So you're confronted with an environment and people are wandering around. You can uh, shoot things, they'll explode or fall down or whatever. And this is basically like one of those levels. But 
there are multiple chapters and each chapter has like 20 levels within each one every time you uh, complete a level you progress towards your rank level and each level has several objectives for you to be able to do so for example one of them is uh kill six guards within 30 or within you know like the first 40 seconds of the game mm. and kill the target or it might be get a domino kill and kill a target so a domino kill would be uh for example is to a bit where you can um, shoot something. It'll take two guards to go and look at it. One will be on a balcony, one will be below. And then you can shoot the guy on the balcony and he'll fall down and knock the other one off a ledge. So that would be a domino kill because it would be one would kill the other. Mm. See what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's all of these different sort of challenges. Some of them are really, really quite difficult. Um, and when you're playing, you get intel from shooting certain targets, um, which is the main target you've got to go for. When you uh, get that intel, that then builds up so that you can then build a blueprint for a new gun, which, you know, once you've uh, killed them, then you can, you know, get this uh, new weapon, which will have higher capacity or whatever. And you can also upgrade the guns that you've got as well by the cash that you get from the kills. You Mm. can use that to... Um, you know, uh, buy upgrades for your weapons. You don't choose what upgrades, it just happens. It upgrades right, okay. Hmm. <clears throat> and then uh, each of the weapons has like bonuses and stuff like that. There is paid for content in there because you can buy certain guns which will give you advantages straight away and get more cash so that you can upgrade uh, your weapons. Um, there are weapons when you upgrade them, there are sort of like about eight five to eight levels uh, for upgrades and then you get mastery levels where the cost of the upgrades goes up really significantly Mm. Uh, to the point of you'd have to do like two or three chapters to be able to upgrade the weapon by one level sort of thing so that's really where it's sort of trying to force you down that line of buying stuff but you don't need to do that just obviously it just makes the game harder for you to Mm. be able to shoot everyone but there is um, things like there is armor-piercing weapons, there's explosive rounds, there are certain guns that will give you, uh, like, well, they call it X-ray, but it's more like heat vision so that you can actually see people who are within buildings, you know, behind walls, stuff like that. So you can co- you can join that with your armor-piercing rounds to shoot people where you can't actually see them unless you have those on. They're all on a timer as well um when you lo- when you were run out of shots on your weapon you have infinite bullets but you have to reload your weapon um, and then what that basically does is it means that you've got to uh, do certain finger movements in order to reload the weapon so that's sort of like to eject the case put another case in and then to cock the bolt ready for shooting um so it's like a three three strokes on the on the uh, pad surface but to be fair it's a, a good, you know, it's a good fun game. Certainly, yeah. it's more entertaining than a lot of the um, iOS games that I've played before. Mm. And um, it, the controls can sometimes feel a little bit clumsy because you're all fingers and thumbs, and there's nothing worse than if you touch the screen in the wrong way when you're trying to do, you know, a zoom in and you press 
the screen by accident in the wrong way, and then it does a shot instead of zoom in, and then it alerts the guard. <laughs> that <laughs> that gets frustrating, but you can easily just restart the level or whatever. Mm. Um, the, the where it is difficult is the fact that you do have to uh, complete every task that is given in order to progress to the next level. Okay. So you know if you've got one that says like score a million points, get a domino kill, and don't alert anyone and kill the target. That's quite challenging because um, as soon as you get a fail, you're not, you know you're not going to pass that level. So, okay. Yeah, it's it's quite, you know, it can be quite quite challenging at times. The mm. good news is, is that you can actually use the cash that you generate in-game to skip a level if you get fed up of trying to achieve it. So if it's too tough and a bit taxing. Yeah, if, if, if one, you're just not enjoying it, just thinking, no, I just don't know how to do this, I don't want to do it, um, or, you know, it, it's playing part of the, the, the game in a way that you just don't enjoy, you can skip that level. Okay, cool. Um, but it will cost you, you know, $15,000, $20,000, whatever, in order to skip the level. Yeah. And you don't get the chance to go back to it later. Hmm. Uh, there is another mode, which is like a zombie uh, mode, so you're effectively being cover for a guy who's in a van and um, doing something in this van, but the van keeps breaking down um, and zombies will start to come at him, and then the further in the levels that you get, the more advanced the zombies get, the quicker that they move, the more um, stronger that they are, you know, it'll take a lot more shots, or take explosive rounds or whatever in order to kill them. Um, and then you know, there's also things like golden zombies and stuff like that in there as well. But I don't think that you can actually take the weapons from one game to the other. I think that they sort of like operate as distinct and different. I would mm. say that my main issue with this game is I'm on chapter three and I'm still on the same same level mm. that I was on, on chapter one, same screen. Do you know what I mean? So I would have liked to have been at a different location where the guards are in different places and all of that sort of stuff because uh, sometimes it does feel like a bit of rinse and repeat doing the same sort of kills. Because once you've learnt the patterns, you know, you've learnt the patterns, as it were. So, you know, oh, I could do a domino kill at that point or, you know, I could shoot that control panel that'll get those two guards to come there I can then shoot it again and the fan will blow them off the ledge and all of that sort of stuff. Mm. So, but it's free. It's uh, it's certainly worth a, a try if you're a bit of a fan of Snake. Do you think if, you, if you're a fan, you're going to like it? If you're not so, then mobile game might not float your boat for it or something? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I, th- I think if you like uh, Hitman, it's worth a look. If you're not a big fan of Hitman or Snipe, the Sniper Challenge part of it, I would just steer clear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, um, I'm not going to talk about Destiny. I'll just briefly, just a little snippet about Avengers, because I did. I just got to start the game. So we're obviously hearing a lot of to and froing regarding this game. Some say it's good, some say it's bad. Um, <clears throat> the demo starts off where you get to use each of the characters to, to, to get a feel of them. Yeah. And the cut, I say, because I said earlier before, the cutscenes are pretty cool. Got to admit, if you're a fan of the Avengers and the comic books, I think you're still going to like it. But it depends what type of game you are. It depends how long you want to play this for. Okay. But 
you start off, for example, so, so you start off with Thor and you're learning his moves. So you'd be able to, for example, from the air, you'd be able to just hit triangle and you'd come crash down with your hammer and take all the animals within a blast radius. And you would use certain buttons to do certain movements, you know, typical Batman style, if you know what I mean, with the characters. Once you got to grips with him, the cutscene will kick in again, and then from there onwards, you'll be Iron Man for a while. So you'll learn how to fly around there, use his specific moves as well. As you, because what you're doing, you're crossing the uh, San Francisco Bridge at this point in, in this in this bar bit. After Iron Man, you get to play with I think it's a Hulk. Now that I think he was the most satisfying one to play with, picking up a enemy and just tossing him from left to right and bashing him on the ground. That, I don't know if for me it was a lot of satisfaction. <laughs> and I think I remember seeing him do it in one of the movies when he did that. Uh, he did that, uh, well, he's done it on several occasions, but one was on uh, the Avengers Assemble uh, movie where he did it to Loki. That's it, yeah, that's right. And he, he sort of got bash, 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 bash. So when with, with the Hulk, you're, you're, you're wall climbing, jumping in the air, you can do a thunderclap down and you'll be able to... It's just, it is, honestly, I think it is fun, but I don't think I would want to pay for it at that sort of price this game's going to be, you know. But if you're a huge fan, I mean, I did like, say, another idea with the Hulk was when you're jumping in there, you can get your fist to go to the ground. And again, that sort of um, move was pretty cool. Uh, it's a shame we haven't got the actual actors doing the voiceover. Do you Probably, think that, that is uh, to its uh, detriment? Yeah, I think, I think it's a big miss. Now, because... At the moment, the way these games work and they're built, and Avengers, obviously due to COVID-19, there's not a lot going on for actors, are there? But having voice, doing voice in games, I think that would be probably something to keep them busy. But again, big stars want big money. So as much as you think they'll do it to to please everyone, at the end of the day, it's in their bank bank balance that they're more worried about. But they, they look cool. I don't know if you've seen some of the trailer for it at all. Have you seen how they look? I mean, they're not bad, but I think comparing to the comics to what we know in the movies, they do look a bit different there. Uh, I, I think uh, for me, they looked, or some of the characters like Captain America, mm. looked so far removed from, from the Marvel Mother images of Captain America. Not only. Uh, I, I I thought that the Captain America on the game didn't look much like the comic book version, let alone mm. uh, Chris Evans' uh, you know, persona of him. Um, I mean, Iron Man, it's pretty hard to make Iron Man not look like Iron Man or the Hulk not look like the Hulk. But for some reason, mm. uh, Captain America just didn't wash with me at all. Yeah. Also, actually, uh, some of the other lesser characters that are in it, do you know what I mean? Yeah. They look, they don't look... They don't look like how we expect them to look because they're not they're not the, the face uh, they're not the face of the act, of the actors that did the movies. So you're Hannah Johnson, for example. You know, you just it doesn't look like her at all. She's got the outfit on, but it isn't her. You know. So yeah, we'll see how people pan, pan this, this game out. I mean, it it would it would be fun for a while, but I think I'd get pretty bored to be honest. Yeah, and I believe that this is going to be going sort of like episodic, isn't it? don't really know how much of it's going to episode. I just know they were going to try and make it like a Destiny game at some point. Yeah, but, uh, but that's what I mean by this sort of like episodic sort Oh, of okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think with a bit more happening than in terms of what Destiny are doing. Yeah, think- but this is definitely, you, you can tell how this is a, a Crystal Dynamics game from the idea of 
of some of the cutscenes, and you're going to be pushing buttons to progress a cutscene, whether you're going to kill someone or you're going to use a particular move that's going to bring something to do to do more damage to the to the boss you're fighting or whatever it's going to be. Yeah. So, but yeah, no, it's it's okay. It's uh, there's there's one there's one downfall to this. Did we, did we mention in the news last week about the Avengers that? Spider-Man's only going to be a PS4 exclusive character. Yeah, we mentioned that. I can't remember if we did or not, but um, I'm not going to go sore point on that again now. But yeah, it's, uh, it is what it is. And just uh, that that to me just feels a bit like uh, Sony being taken back the ball home and said, "You can't play with my toys." No, that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally what it is. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Copyright. No, 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 you know, so, no, anyhow, no. anything else do you want to mention before we move on? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. So we'll go now to the next part, movies, TVs and streaming. Okay, so you've got a little bit of news here with a little bit of a yes or no to the news, if you say, as a story. Well. It's, it's kind of like a bit of a non-news, really, but there are conflicting stories about whether or not Section 31 uh, is being cancelled. So the rumour is that Star Trek Section 31 was being altered at CBS and that they decided to take the Trek franchise in a different direction. Mm. However, the rumours uh, may have been more... For, uh, sort of like a fan wish list uh, than reality since uh, Kurtzman, who is obviously the big guy in charge of all of Star Trek now, seems to be clearly indicating that they're planning to shoot Star Trek Section 31 sometime in 2021. Mm. So, don't know. It might be getting cancelled. It might not be. Uh, it's, it's really the thing. So it's a bit of a bit of a non-news item, but uh, it's quiet time at the moment. <laughs> I know, I know you've got uh, a bit to uh, to say about, but uh, I, I seriously hope that they don't because, um, all I can say is, I've, the rumours I'm hearing about the new Star Trek cartoon series is that it is terrible. Really, really bad. Yeah. And, uh, That's all round, I'm I think, not, at the moment. <clears throat> yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, it seems to be, at the moment, the... A thing to knock Star Trek mm. in terms of the, the new content. Um, you know, yeah, okay, we know that Picard started off so well and kind of more uh, ended up coasting at the end rather mm. than, you know, making it super exciting. Um, but I think, um, I, I, I think that we have to accept the fact that. Just like we've had to with James Bond, whether or not you like it or not, personally I don't, uh, that, you know, James Bond has changed to go with the time. So Star Trek. And, you know, people really reacted well to Anton Mount's Christopher Pike and, you know, that sort of thing from uh, season two. So, mm. yeah, they, they are going more episodic and not this overarching story. Um, I mean, there's also rumours that Discovery's this is going to be the last season of Discovery because evidently they've destroyed the sets. But it's a set they're destroying or really? at least, yeah, mothball off sets um, or destroy them on a regular basis. Sets get rebuilt. 
So just because a set's destroyed doesn't mean that they're not planning on bringing a show back at some point. Maybe they needed soundstage or something else, and it was a cheaper way of doing it. So I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put too much onus on that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, but I, I do hope that Discovery continues because it's been a lot better than I thought it was going to be because I have very grave doubts about it. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's not Trek as we used to know Trek, but there's enough room in this universe for Anton Mount, you know, more traditional sort of take on Star Trek, I think is what is the general consensus that's going to be, and hmm. the Discovery sort of take on it, and Picard's version. And if you don't like those, you know, one of them, don't watch it. It's dead simple. Absolutely. So, yeah. Anyway... Okay, so yeah, there's a little bit of news I wanted to put in there. It was um, sad news to hear that Linda Mance um, from Days of Heaven and Out of, Out of the Blue has died at 58. Uh, she, for me actually, was more known for playing Pee Wee in The Wanderers as she played as the women. She was the women's auxiliary to the Baldies. I don't know if you've seen The Wanderers at all or not. Um, Deadly silence there for a second. I, I'm trying to think about which movie that is. That's uh, so we're not talking the Warriors. No, I, I was thinking um, this has John Karen. Wayne. Actually, this has Karen Allen in it as well. I was thinking John Wayne, but I'm think, I think I'm thinking. No, this is this was this, the Wanderers was. Uh, I think came out in 1979. Yeah, and you know, you know the big bald guy in Stir Crazy. Yeah, he's the head of the Baldies. And then you got the Wanderers are an Italian gang, That's, and so it's all about the Wanderers gang. The Baldies always giving them grief. Um, it's a it's a good it's a good movie. I do like it. It does represent that era in the in in, the, in American history pretty well with the gangs and that. But uh, but yeah, real shame that she'd passed away. Her son Michael Guthrie started a GoFundMe fundraiser, which announced that she died after struggling with with lung cancer and pneumonia. Uh, and she passed away on August the fifteenth. So real shame there. See, see, we see a lot of this now, don't we? Sort of clicking near my, clicking not far off my age. These people, you know, it's well. Douglas Adams died at uh, my age, mm. so and he, you know, he died after being at the gym. So all I can say is going to the gym doesn't help you. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, yeah, real shame. Real shame. Okay. So, I'll do the releases. There's, there's a stack of them here. Actually, there's only one. <laughs> and actually, a cinema release. Is that a it? cinema release, um, whether it's via <clears throat> video on demand, we don't know. Yeah. Now, I'm going to pronounce it Socrates because Socrates was a character in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, that's what it is. That's out um, 21st of August. Anyway, so... Do you want to do the Blu-ray DVD releases? We've got a couple there. Yeah, so there's a few. So we've got uh, Batwoman Season 1, if you uh, are the person who likes that show. Uh, Deathstroke, Knights and Dragons, uh, which is Blu-ray DVD. There is the Pitchback UHD Collector's Edition 4K Blu-ray or the Pitchback Blu-ray Collector's Edition. Uh, there's Spartacus 4K, 60th anniversary. There is The Man Who Laughs, uh, which is a Masters of Cinema uh one which I thought this would be one that you'd be interested in, Steve, because mm. uh, this is uh, one from the uh, director Paul uh, Lenny, uh, cinematographer Gilbert uh, Warrington from the uh, horror hit um, that they had the previous year, 
being uh, Cat the Canary, <clears throat> and uh, both of those films are considered to be among is this, the is, is this, um, earliest legendary uh, horror classics. This is from 1928, if we're yeah. led to believe. Uh, something like that, or 24, it might have been. Yeah, I'm looking here. Men, sorry. Men Who Laughs from 1928. Yeah. American silent romantic drama film by the German expressionist filmmaker Paul Lenny. There yeah. you go. Interesting, yeah. Yeah, indeed. I thought that you would... Uh, he looks uh, a bit creepy, is. actually, the guy in it, if you look at the pictures. Yeah. He looks almost and, like the Joker sort of thing, it, you know? He does. And then there's another one in there. I haven't highlighted it, but also The Last House on the Left, because this was the direct, uh, directorial debut of Wes Craven. I have the Arrow version of this. Yeah. So I've got the box set of this one. Yeah. It's, yeah, you... it's how do I put this? Um, watch it at your peril, I think. <laughs> right. Prepare to be shocked, I think is the word I may even use. Yeah, because uh, when, I, when I saw the list, I thought those two seemed a little bit sort of kind of like vague titles. I thought, I bet that there's something like an arrow horror or something like that. And I had a look. <laughs> yeah, they were, and I thought, oh, I know who will like these ones. Yeah, because I've, I've, uh, I've got it in the box, and you get a book with it as well, and it's um, the extreme, probably, version of whatever it came out, but, you know. Yeah, fair enough. But that was and then from... the last one is, sorry, go on. I was just saying, because that last house on the left was from 1972. Yes. I was one. <laughs> oh, dear me. I didn't even want to say that, really. Well, you'd, you'd be, what, seven? Uh, six. six. Yeah. There we go. Um, and then the last one was Who Done It, which is uh, Benny Hill. Yeah, which it's funny how that really took on in America. I never understood that. Yeah. For some Everything things... Is- Supposed to be a saucy comedy. I've never seen it personally. Now I don't know. It's not based on the TV show, then, is it? No, no, it's not. Um, because obviously the TV show was was a big hit across the water. Now, actually, this film, uh, Benny Hill and Belinda Lee. Okay, this came out in 1956. Yeah. So yeah, this is well early early stuff for him. Oh, yeah, it's very, very, very early Benny Hill. It was, in fact, I think it was his debut, um, debut screening, if I remember rightly. Possibly, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to... One of the last ever uh, eating comedies ever made. Yeah, I still think, though, yeah, because he did, he did do, I don't know which one, it, no, I'm getting confused with Norman Wisdom now, which I won't go into now, because he's a, he's a, he's a big favourite of mine. The Great Bouchard? <laughs> When he's doing, when he's the milkman, <laughs> no, yeah. digress. When he's the milkman, milk, uh, that is just, and he's taking on the big corporate because yeah. uh, you know they tried to put, they had these apples that were poisoned to a certain degree with drugs and such, and they were sitting there munching in, <laughs> in having a having one each while they're having the, after their dinner and that, and they're all getting all sort of drugged up to the eyeballs. It's hilarious. That was hilarious. I loved it. Yeah, I love that comedy as well. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so. I'll tell you what, as you've got the mini version of the film charts, which you've got so tiny, I can't read them, I will do the Blu-ray chart, so far away. So the cinema charts, at number five, we have Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. At number four, we have The American, uh, sorry, An American Pickle. At number three, 100% Wolf. At number two, Onward. And at number one, Unhinged. Cool. So the Blu-ray DVD chart, re-entry at five with the game. From three to four, we've got World... The Trolls World Tour. 
Up from seven to three, we've got 1917. Down from five up to two again, your favourite, The Birds of Prey, and I'm not going even going to go into up, that. Well, yeah, it'd be up from five to two, wouldn't it? Not up down. from five to two, yeah. And then re-entry at number one is Star Wars Empire Strikes Back. Is, it, is that weird <clears throat> that it's at number five in the cinema charts and at number one in the Blu-ray charts? I don't know if it... I mean, because obviously I've got my Empire Strikes Back 4K Blu-ray 3 disc edition. Yeah. Maybe it's something to do with them, maybe, I don't know. And then give it a little time, then Jedi will be next, because that got released a little bit after, which I've obviously got now. Yeah, and these things are definitely about a week out, so mm. possibly. Yeah. Okay, so go to what we've been watching. Far away, Hayden, because I don't even know what you've got there. I'm trying to even read it, but... Okay, well, I've watched a new film that's on Netflix at the moment, which is called Project Power. Mm-hmm. So this is starring Jamie Foxx and uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. And it's effectively speaking, it's a story about uh, this pill that you can take, which will give you a superhuman power for five minutes. What power you get is completely random down to you. Mm. As in, you can't control it. It just you know goes off your DNA in terms of it and gives you a power. Yeah, that might be a really cool power, like being able to fly, or being <laughs> super strong, or bulletproof, or it could be a power that is a power to blow yourself to bits. Mm. So it's a bit of Russian roulette taking this, but there's a, a company cartel sort of thing wanting to profit from this, which is giving away these two uh, their uh, their dealers. And the story evolves around uh, this, uh, you know, black girl who is trying to raise money to sort of pay for her mother's um, hospital fees because of mm. setting up. And there are these two factions who are trying to stop it. First off, there's uh, Jamie Fox, and Jamie Fox has a direct link to what is happening because he was on the initial trial for it. And, you know, he came away and other things happened in his life and that's affected him. And now he's trying to shut this project down. And then on the other side is Joseph Gordon-Levitt and he's trying to track who's supplying them down in order to stop cops being killed because you'll get one person take a pill and they'll take out a whole precinct of police officers because mm. they're unstoppable for five minutes, so that's all it takes, you know, to kill everybody. So that's the basic story. Um, there is corruption in the police force, and Jamie Foxx's character is labelled as a person who's supplying them uh, to Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he has to go on, uh, you know, he goes off to track him down. And... You know, that's the story. I'm not going to go into any more than that because, you know, obviously people might want to watch it and I could tell mm. you the whole story, but I don't want to do spoilers. Um, and it's an interesting take on uh, the superhero sort of genre mm. because it's turning it around on its head. <clears throat> it's making people into, you know, like uh, who are heroes, or who are not heroes, in, in, you know, having these extraordinary powers. And... Um, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character, he does take the pill in order to, you know, fight against the people who have uh, got the powers, whereas mm. Jamie Foxx doesn't take the pill for a specific reason, which you'll see when you watch it. And it's okay. 
is the best that I can really say about it. I think it's a little bit too cliched in parts and a little bit too sort of pedestrian. They, they started off well with the premise, but it just didn't really feel to me like it lived up to um, what was there. There was there's this whole sort of like side story bit in terms of the uh, the girl character who's a supplier mm. who both end up you know she, she's working with Joseph um, and Jamie's sort of like gets involved with her as well at you know a specific point and her, there's this whole side story about her character and her having this aspirational future about being a rap star and stuff like that as well. And it's just sort of like, it just, it, it felt a bit shoehorned in, uh, in there. Um, and I don't know, it just, it didn't have that je ne sais quoi in terms of that movie. There was just mm. something missing from it that just really gave it a spark to enlightenment. The ending I found to be tremendously predictable. Yeah. Uh, but that, having said that though, it's not a bad watch. It's just, right. again, it's not going to... It's, it's going to be one of those ones that you'll watch once and you'll probably never go back to. <clears throat> okay. That, that, that's my view. Mm. So watch it if you want, if you're, you're, quite, if you're quite intrigued by the premise. <laughs> <coughs> so what about you looking at your um, not-porn movies? <laughs> Oh, dear. Vampire Girl versus Frankenstein Girl. So, yeah, this is um, this is a film from 2009. It actually came out on the 29th of August 2009, so not far off that date from the years ago. But, yeah, what it's about is a transfer student called Monomi, and she has a secret and a past that's caught her up with uh, this guy called Mishima. Um, deceiving him into eating a gift of chocolate, which is pumped. It, what it's got, it's got, a, it's got like a liquid center in the in the chocolate, and that liquid center is actually blood. And she really fancies him, so she gives him this chocolate, and it starts to take him on the the, the role to be turning into a vampire. And that's all I really want to say about the movie. Now, this is as wacky as Japanese movies go. You will see a Frankenstein, Frankenstein girl is basically, it's easy to understand that this person, the way the movie goes, there's a person that's been put to bits and they put that together again for a fight with, with the vampire girl. Mm-hmm. And at one point, I'm telling you how wacky it gets, when she's trying to reach vampire girl during this, this sort of climatic scene near the end. She chops off her well, one of her arm limbs is chopped off, and she puts a nail in her head and uses it as a propeller to go up to this tower to get to her. It is honestly, it is crazy as hell. I like the idea of the way Japanese have their blood squirting out of out of heads like fountains of blood. Limbs are flying off left, right, and center. It's just, it's just great fun, and uh, maybe not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, so yeah, the, the director of this obviously did. Um, Another one I well I probably won't watch one a week actually because I've got another three to watch, but yeah it's very good fun. Just it's just typical batshit craziness from the Japanese. You know what they're like for anything really. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's a TV show or what, you know they they have some weird ideas. I mean there's some scenes in this where at the school there's a there's a, a group of girls that they're entering a slashing the wrists contest. <laughs> I mean. In in the Western world, this is thought out as being 
a cry for help, isn't it? Mm. But it's honestly, it's it's crazy, 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 crazy. But uh, <clears throat> I just like me, I like to find different movies to, to to watch and digest. And watching foreign movies, I I do like the Japanese culture. And uh, yeah, really good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. So definitely check that out. I mean, I, I might try and watch Machine Girl next week, this week leading up. And if anyone wants to watch it on YouTube and see what they think of it there. Again, a woman with a, a machine, a machete machine gun attached to her arm. She's going around killing people on revenge on a revenge spree. So, <laughs> it's class. I love it. I love it. I really do. Anyhow, so went back to watching Bond this week. Actually, we were watching Bond this weekend. So, the reason I went to watch Casino Royale last night was because I picked up the the score uh, for the first time being put onto vinyl from the company music music on vinyl and it came yesterday i've been i've been out of work all day yesterday on call outs and right at the end of the day <clears throat> sort of late into the evening is when i i do get a few phone calls to deal with but i thought well let me just stick this on because i'm gonna stand i'm gonna have to be up to at least one in the morning so sam watch casino royale i mean we've all seen it i still think this is daniel craig's best bomb movie i don't know what your thoughts are on that briefly <clears throat> i'm gonna say I, I, it's, an, it's an enjoyable movie. I don't feel it feels, I don't, even though it's the first Bond book, I don't think it feels uh, like a Bond movie to me. But I think that the one that felt probably, that I thought was his best one, was actually the one everybody hates, which is Quantum of Solace. Which really is part two of this, isn't it? It is, yeah. Because it's uh, Mr. Green, I think, at the end, who Mr. he shoots White. in the leg. Mr. White, but there is a Mr. Green as well, isn't there? So it's like Cluedo yeah, and everything. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, but, but there isn't a Colonel Mustard. No, there's not. No, there's definitely not. Um, now, the reason I just wanted to briefly mention this is because I picked up the soundtrack and I played that today. And from two two albums in there, both blue vinyl, as I said, I've shown you this on Amazon, so you've seen it. Well, ironically, I've been thinking about buying this myself. Honestly, so. honestly, I that, that snippet I played to you um, on Facebook, uh, it's honestly, it's fantastic. Now, I decided to put this out on Twitter to a few Bond fans I know within the um, movie Twitter and stuff like that. And I tagged in David Arnold, who is the composer. Mm-hmm. And he come back to me and asked me what I thought of the album. And we added just a couple of two in and fro regarding the pressing, and, I was exp- and he was explaining as much as I, w- I understood, as much as he does, that this 180-gram pressing does give it a bit more life to it, as you're probably well aware now with all the 180-gram uh, vinyls that you're picking up of, of late. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, then I, said, I said to him, I said, can I ask you a question? He went, yeah, sure, what is it? And I wanted to talk to him about, now, this film was, uh, well, I suppose, we're going to call this like a reboot of Bond? I feel it was, yeah. Because he wasn't really double O status, was he? No, but, and, the, but the whole thing was he wasn't a double O at the beginning of the movie. He more had no. to build himself up to be to earn that when he, you know, hired him, really. Exactly. So I asked the question, I, I said, I said, because this was like a reboot, I said, what was your thoughts on putting this together? Because I felt that, we didn't have a gun barrel scene in the beginning as such, and there isn't a lot of bomb music, as much as there's little bits leading up to the very end of it. And I asked him about that, and he come back saying, well, obviously there's certain scenes where, with his tuxedo coming to the Bahamas, you try to put a little a little pull on, pull on the tune a bit, if you know what I mean. We didn't want to give it yet, because he's not James Bond yet, is he? Do you know what I mean? 
and obviously when it comes to the very end and and he goes up to Mr. White shoots from the leg and he says uh, he says who are you I'm James I'm Bond James Bond and then then that song really kicks and he's like he said he sent me he gave his all in putting that that com that composition of the Bond theme going forward but I thought it was great for him to chat to me like that I mean yeah David Arnold, I mean, he did Independence Day, for example. Uh, he also did Tomorrow Never Dies, which was his first foray into Bond, if I remember rightly. Yeah. Um, and there's a, I think there's a few, uh, quite a few. Um, I think, I'm not sure, did he do Quantum of Solace? I can't remember if he did or not now, off the top of my head. Can't really see. But uh, obviously Skyfall was, don't, Skyfall was by somebody else, I think, but because I'm going to be picking that one up as well, actually. I've just seen that's available around on Music on Vinyl as well. Yeah, we did, yeah. And I, I'd like to pick a load of these up because my my Bond scores I do have, I'm, I'm probably a one one short, maybe, one or two short, but I don't think I am. I think I've got nearly everything leading up to the end of uh, Roger Moore's era and the beginning of uh, Timothy Dalton. But after that, I don't think they really came out on vinyl. So Tomorrow Never Dies and all these the other movies that were done then by Piers Brosnan, for example. Yeah, it, it was that time when CD had completely taken over. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Actually, he also did Hot Fuzz, believe it or not. <laughs> I was just looking now. I didn't realise that. So so he's, he's, he's got a good quality of... Uh... Uh, he also did Stargate as well. Yeah, that's it, yeah. And he did The World Is Not Enough, which I haven't watched for a while. I actually sat this afternoon and watched... I didn't get to watch it all because I was, I was busy doing some notes for this, but I actually did watch a lot of Tomorrow Never Dies this afternoon and just listening to the score he did for that because I really do like the track called White Knight, which is the very beginning of, of Tomorrow Never Dies when he's when he's he's looking at this like terrorist market going on in these mountains and uh, he's trying to get the plane out which has got those nukes on it at the time where meanwhile that the british and have, have, have signaled a rocket to blow up everybody they're thinking that's the best way around it if you remember rightly in the film yeah but yeah i was really it was really nice to have a chat with him on that really, you know i don't think you get a lot of people like that but he say obviously this is the first one that on the vinyl that's come out so it was just interested to how his music was portrayed when you listen to it you know so uh yeah, pretty cool, actually. I've quite, quite enjoyed that. Yeah, well, I'm definitely going to pick up that album, uh, but it's just, well, it, it, it wasn't one of my priority ones at the moment. No, I'd say it's still in that. I think Amazon still have a few on them. Yeah. And because I like, I'll tell you what, just quickly, with music on vinyl, I've got a few, and I like the way they're presented because they come in like a clear sleeve with a sticker that will hold the flap down. Mm-hmm. And then also they are individually numbered. And a lot of obviously different coloured vinyl. They will be something like two thousand copies only, and so you'll have a, a number in, indented into the back of the into the back of the cover. So that would be the printed pressing that you've got there. And I've got I say I've got the Jumanji movies. I've got the Wonder Woman movie, uh, Sucker Punch, for example, is another one, and quite a few others on on that label. And uh, yeah, I, I do like I do like their presentation. It comes with a big poster as well on this one as well. So I think I'm going to try and pick up Skyfall on music on vinyl as well, actually, because I, I see I I'd like to have some of these these newer ones now that have come in place. Yeah, and I'm still I don't know how it's going to go, but Hans Zimmer's doing the the latest movie, so that would be interesting. I'm not I'm not knocking Hans Zimmer by far because he's done some good stuff, but uh, he wouldn't have been my choice. Let's put it that way. Why? I I. Th- I would like to have seen 
possibly um, Lauren Balfe do it, maybe, or even Michael Atticino as well do it, possibly, or even actually David Arnold getting another crack of the whip. Yeah, you know. But uh, Hans Zimmer, you know, he did the Batman stuff and. He did uh, that motor racing movie as well, which I can't think what it's called off the top of my head, because I would like a copy of that. But uh, that's like rare and rocking horse too. So, classic Russia was what it's called. That's it, with the story of James Hunt. So uh, yeah, all good. Anyway, is that it? Anything else from yourself? No, I don't think so. Okay, cool. So we'll then move on to I think we'll call, is it we're going to call it listeners' questions, but you got poll first before we start. Yeah. Okay, so what we got with that? Uh, okay, so in terms of the uh, listener poll uh, this week, uh, what uh, I'd actually asked was which would be the best franchise for a remaster or a remake, and gave the options of Half Life, uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic, Mass Effect, Dead Space, or Prince of Persia. So forty-three percent of the uh, people who voted said Mass Effect. Twenty-nine percent for Dead Space. Back to the Old Republic came in at eighteen percent, eight percent for Half Life, and two percent for Prince of Persia. Mm. I actually, personally, I say I actually went for Mass Effect. Yeah, I went for Dead Space. Oh, okay, because I really did like that as a as a franchise. You know, mm. it was. I, I'm not really into horror, but as a space horror. It was a fantastic game, and it had so many of the memorable moments, like, for example, drilling into your eye, if you remember that bit. Oh, not off the top of my head, no, probably not, actually. Did you complete Mass Effect? I think Dead Space 2. I can't remember. I'm sure I must have done it. Maybe I did and maybe I didn't. I don't remember. But, yeah, uh... I'm sure you would have remembered the drilling into your own eye. <laughs> probably from my point of view, yeah, you're probably right there. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that was quite horrific. But there were sort of so many excellent bits in that, but Mass Effect would have been the other one I would have voted for, but I only, mm. I, you know, I tried to make it so that people thought. It Actually, I didn't think we put it in there, but Bioshock would be another option for me. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I just, I, I just went for ones that haven't had uh, a sort of light release uh, recently. I know that one or two people said, "Well, we've kind of had a successor to Half Life. We've had Half Life Alex, but that's VR only." and I'm just, I'm not counting that as, you know, I'm talking about Half-Life 3. I'm not talking about, you know, Alex, which is sort of like an offshoot of it. Mm. Um, but you know, I, th- I think I would love to see all of those games come back. I used to love Prince of Persia yeah. as well you know, as, a, as a franchise. So, you know. Okey-doke. Let's get them all. <laughs> yeah, that's fine, isn't it? So we'll start with Mark's questions, and he got two of us as usual. The first one he says is, what is your forecast for the sales of the PlayStation 5 and the Series X? And what effect will delaying Halo have for Microsoft? My gut reaction is that um, in terms of the... If, if we only look at the sales of PlayStation and Series X, I reckon it'll be 60% to uh, PlayStation, 40% to Xbox for the majority of this run. But I think Xbox will edge ahead by the end of it. <clears throat> and I think that Halo will have no impact i don't think so because actually well just talking about Haley for a minute it is coming on game pass so from that point of view it won't have an effect yeah if it was coming out as a disc that may have been a different kettle of fish altogether but regarding the two consoles and where we're going to see i think it's going to be the forecast on sales i think will be pretty similar to themselves that they i think there won't be much in it i think 
you're probably going to... I think 60-40 is a bit unfair on Xbox. No, I, th- I think there's still a lot of people who are, are very loyal to the PlayStation brand, and that's fair enough. But I'm talking about initially, and then I think it'll flip the other way by the end of Well, the... it depends, Nick, because I think yeah. giving you all those games in Game Pass is a genius idea that will make the difference for the sales, I think. Mm. Whether that, that's an impact at the beginning or if it will wait for five months, I don't know. Yeah. But it's going to be, it's not going to be much in it, to be honest. I, I, I don't, I don't want one to run away. I think just as long as they both, you know, have a good run it together, I, you know, I think 50, 50, I'm, I'm not, I'm not at all wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, as far as I'll be concerned, I'll have both horses in that race, so I'm not bothered. Yeah, uh, but each offers the you know different things. It was I, I was actually in game in Harrogate, and I was listening to one of the uh, members of staff, uh, one of a better term, pontificating mm. about uh, the next gen consoles to a customer, and. What they were saying is that, you know, are their PlayStation through and through, but they think because of Game Pass, that's going to have a serious damaging effect on PlayStation sales. And uh, he would actually advise anybody buying a console to go for Xbox because of that, because of the Game Pass, if he was, you know, being honest about about it, even though that would obviously have a detrimental impact on the game sales for a game, which I think is, fair, you know, fair enough comment. Yeah, I think, I think, I think, I still think Game Pass is a game changer for me. And I think it will be, a for a lot of people, it will be something they have to think about. Yeah, well, when I get both consoles, I'm going to be able to play all the latest games on uh, Game Pass and not fork out any money on the Xbox, but I'm going to immediately have to buy a PlayStation 5 game in order to be able to play a PlayStation 5 game on the PS5. Yeah, that's right. So whatever the console is, it's going to be that plus 60 quid Mm. for a game. Yeah. So... Sort of the price of £60 makes me want to just cry a bit, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes I do think, you know, should I hold off on one of the consoles, maybe just get a PlayStation 5 and then, you know, limp along on the, on the X for a few months. But I thought, no, I'm not going to. I'm just going to go mm. do it. Oh. Okay. Do you want to do um, Mark's second question? Okay. Why has there been no news for next-gen VR? Uh, what are your predictions? Okay. So Microsoft do not want to dabble in VR at the minute. They have been thinking about it, but it's not where their direction is needed to go for their focus. I think their focus is going to be game past the console itself, and whether or not that comes at a later date, who knows? Think about We've got... it. Just think about one thing, though, because you're saying about they're not interested. Microsoft has now aligned themselves with the closure of Mixer with Facebook. Facebook on Oculus. Hmm. But you say it's it's not like they haven't said no to it. They do. That is, it is in their, I think it's in their list of things to, to look into, but it's not, it's a great idea, but I don't think it's up there ready yet to be, you know, to be used. I think, still think it's a, it's a part, it's a pastime that will not be used all the time. VR is, is, I've, I've, I said this at launch. Yeah. I said this before launch. I've said it post launch. It's not mainstream. No. It's a niche. We know 
that the PS5 is going to be backwardly compatible with the PSVR. They've said that. So in terms of Xbox, I think that we'll see something going with Oculus. Possibly, yeah. I don't see why not. Yeah, it makes sense for them to do it. They've got the, you know, Facebook have the VR technology, even though technically speaking, Microsoft do. Microsoft could give us VR on the Xbox tomorrow by just saying uh, anybody who's got a Microsoft uh, um, mixed uh, reality headset can use it. You know, I I could then plug my, um, you know, uh, headset straight into the Xbox and use it tomorrow. It'd be fantastic. Mm. But they're not going to do that because for whatever reason, they've decided to ignore VR. And I think it's because Microsoft have seen, actually, it's it's not going to ever be mainstream. It's going to be something that's going to be more specialised. I mean, I didn't mention it, but we played a little bit of the Astrobot game in VR on PSVR this week. Mm. That's a game I bought and I've never played up until, you know, this week. And I've had yeah. it in my library. It's a great game. Yeah, but um, you know, but I haven't played enough of it to really talk about it, so that's why I haven't uh, mm. talked about it this week. But let let you know, let's face it, it's we're not getting those games or anymore. But there is hope on the horizon because there is the new Darth Vader game, which is supposed to be canon to the Star Wars story that is mm. only available uh, on. Uh, not Oculus. Well, it is available on Oculus Rift, but the uh, uh, the other one I forgot what it's called. Um, but that, you know, that that Star Wars game is leaping over to PSVR now as well. Yeah. So you know, um, I, I think that VR will just steadily tick away in the background more than anything else. And I, you know, and we'll see the odd revival when they say, "Oh, look, he is the new." version 3 headsets that are out for you to be able to play with and people go, oh, this is the future of gaming and then go and start playing on the monitors again. Mm. Because we don't like wearing stuff on our faces. That's why 3D TV died. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think 3D needs to be big screen only anyway. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think they'd be better off creating some sort of system where it does make the screen look 3D without wearing glasses or anything. There must be a way of doing it. They just don't know how to do it. Mm, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> anyway. <clears throat> okay, Jason? Yeah, so, Jason Toonson, do you ever buy games and then never play them? I've been playing my PS4 recently because I had games like Horizon Zero Dawn over two years ago, and I haven't played them. Now I kind of wish I'd played them sooner as I'm enjoying it. And I get what he comes... I get that with movies sometimes. I'll sit in the wrapper. Yeah. And then you think, why didn't I play this earlier? Yeah, well, I've got Time Bandits sat there waiting for me to play it. Yeah, and that's probably going to take a while before that comes out at some point, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, I watched Big Trouble in Little China again recently, the Arrow version and uh, mm. all of the extras on there. Extras are really great on that. Actually. Yeah. It fantastic. is, it is. It's really good, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's why I like. That's why I like what Arrow give us as a you know within their their makeup of what they release. Yeah, and that was the reason why I was attracted to the pitch black UHD. Yeah, I wouldn't have been that bothered about that one on UHD, but I thought, well, it's an Arrow one, so there'll be lots of extras with it. So Mm. yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to check out um, what's the other one I was thinking of now? Robocop. Yeah. That's a really good, that's a really good one. And so is American Werewolf in London, if that floats your boat. But, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, really cool. Um, yeah, but I, I've got loads of games that you know I've bought. But again, it's you know, I know sometimes we don't need to buy them straight away, but sometimes we do. I don't know why. Sometimes you 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 know you see a game and you think, oh, I'll you know I'll, I'll try that, and mm. you know you buy it, and then you don't rush home and you know it's because it's not one that you're really bothered about, or you're in the middle of another game, and then you might forget about it for a couple of months, and then see it in your list of other games and think, oh, I need to put that one on, and then mm. you get then you get distracted by something else, and then. A year's gone by, and you think, oh, I need to install this now. <laughs> you know, I've, we've all been there. We've all done that. It happens. Um, you know, I've, I've got probably about six games that I've never played. Mm. And that's on console alone, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. Console. yeah. Okay, next one. Uh, so, Neil McBain has uh, asked, with the new update for The Last of Us Part 2, will either of you be replaying the game on grounded or permadeath mode? Well, I haven't finished the game yet, so it doesn't matter. But I don't think I'd want to play permadeath. That's too much pain. That's too much like painful. That is that that sort of idea of a game is is just no. Sorry, not in a million years. And my answer would be hell no. <laughs> no. I, I, I like the game on the normal difficulty just for the experience of the game and the story, but I don't like the mechanics of the game enough to play it that on permadeath or on grounded i do yeah. not like the game the, to me it's a story that is interrupted by the game rather than the game being interrupted by the story mm. yeah true so okay so i'll go into justin lee's question so even though i expect the ps5 and the series x pricing to be relatively similar do you think that the game of chicken that seems to be going on between Microsoft and Sony over the price of the two consoles because it they both know what they're going to do with the expect with sorry they both know what they're going to do with the expensive to to produce um i wonder if they're each going to be right waiting to see how much the initial loss is going to be then it will take on the units knowing that there'll be one will probably have the price match of the other regardless i think that i think there won't be a price match with this one these are a bit more expensive to make compared to what we've got in the past I reckon, though, Microsoft will take a bigger hit than Sony will. Yeah, I think that they're loss leaders. And I think that the ploy that Microsoft would play is knowing that getting you locked into the the Game Pass, which is a fantastic add-on, but it is still a monthly sort of like subscription. Mm. I think by locking you into that, that will, over the course of the generation, make them a lot more money, even though they will have had the initial loss at the cost of the console. And the more of those consoles that they make, the bigger the market penetration that they get, the cheaper that they will be able to make them. So Mm. they'll become become that tipping point where they will earn money out of the, the delivery of the console as well. But I think for those of us who go first... I think that they'll be taking a big hit. Mm. I think that the, whatever they do, if if uh, even if Microsoft has said we can't go under four hundred dollars, and Sony said, well, we're going to sell the PlayStation Five with the disc drive for three hundred and ninety nine dollars, Microsoft would say, right, in that case, then we're going to sell the Xbox Series X for three hundred and eighty nine dollars, even though it, even if it was beyond what they'd be comfortable at doing. Just yeah. so that they get the market this time. Yeah, I think I have a sneaky feeling we can hear Sony's price first. I think we'll hear both of them at the end of the month. 
Now, haven't Sony got a next date for their presentation? I think sure. I did. I think I did see something, but I'm sure it mentioned it's to do with the console. Yeah, there was going to be more uh, revelations about the console and possible a price, possibly yeah. a, a possibly a price. And if they do that, I think Microsoft. Sorry, I think Sony will think to themselves that if Microsoft undercut whatever we put, we won't be able to do that. We've got to give it to what we've got to give it to our customers at the best price that we can possibly give it to them. Mm-hmm. So Microsoft does not will not be in that equation at the end of the day. Now I still think Microsoft are a bigger company than Sony overall, so so, so Microsoft can take a bigger hit. But I don't think Sony can do that. I, I I don't know what the relative size of the companies are. I thought that they were both pretty similar sort of companies, but I think that the Sony way of doing things is Sony don't give you anything that they don't have to, or that they don't feel that there's a a reason that they have to. Whereas Microsoft are a little bit more generous. Yeah, hence why they're going to go for their price. doesn't matter what Microsoft are going to do. This is what we're going to... And I mean, we've all heard the rumours that, oh, it's more expensive to make the PS4 version, or we've heard that the 4K isn't up to scratch on the PS4, sorry, PS5, I don't know. All these sort of clickbait stories that are going around in a minute. We don't know what's really going on until it comes out the horse's mouth. It's it's a it's a lot of rumor and speculation is all of this that the PS5 can't handle for uh, 4K gaming at 60 second. We don't know until we get Digital Foundry or someone to be doing testing of the pictures. We're not gonna know either. And let's face it, it's pretty irrelevant because the checkerboard effect. If you've got a pro and you're playing 4K gaming, can you really spot the checkerboard effect going on when you're playing those games now? So what makes you think you would be able to on a PS5, which is a stronger console? Mm. Yeah. At the end of the day, all of this goes down to, it depends upon how many polygons that they're actually shifting through the graphics processor anyway. Mm. To, you know, to... Um, make the picture you know slow down or speed up it's generally speaking if you get that sort of like lag it's because they've made the models too detailed you know if, if it starts to impact on the performance mm. so, it's more calculations <coughs> mm. yep true true okay. okay next one so Lee Doherty is asking, which console exclusive from this gen would you most like to see to come out on other formats? Hmm. Other formats being other consoles? I presume so, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, I I think Sony, the big babies they are, will not ever do that. All right, they've done it for the PC for Horizon Zero Dawn. And Xbox have given something back to Sony that's been released from from their point of view, whether it's exclusive or what. But I don't think it ever happened with Sony. I don't think that that's what he's asking. I'm just saying. I think. Oh, what would I like? What would you like to see on another console? So yeah, so I don't think it would happen. But if I was to choose one, um, I'd like to see more of the the good stories that they, you know, something like the Uncharted or even that never happened, mind you. But it's just pure speculation and chat, whatever. And, yeah. uh, you know, some of those type games and also like you've got, uh, what was that one that was, you was like watching a film, but you then just progress the story and it was in, in the mountains, in the snow. I think it was called now. But that is on PC now anyway. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> that is already there. Um, <clears throat> another. The Until Dawn, I meant in there, that's it. Yeah. Is it, uh, yeah. Until, Until Dawn. Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Because Until Dawn 
Heavy Rain, uh, Beyond Two Souls, all of those were PlayStation exclusives that are now mm. on uh, PC as well. And also, don't forget, there was the uh, other PlayStation game, I forgot what it's called, what, you know, where it was, you were a delivery man with him off The Walking Dead. Uh, Brains oh, Death Stranding. Death Stranding, yeah. That one uh, was is also on PC now as well. Oh, so, it? yeah. And also, don't forget, Hellblade uh, said you were sacrificed. That was a PlayStation exclusive that is now on everything, including the Switch. Mm. So, and it's fantastic on the Switch as well, I have to admit. Uh, but for for me, I would like a lot of the Xbox community and the PC community to experience Ghost of uh, Shishima because that is a fantastic game. Game of the year. Game of the decade, Same. mate. Game of the decade. Brilliant game. Mm. It's it is the Assassin's Creed game with samurais that we've been wanted. Mm. It is, yeah. But it's just not made by you. <clears throat> no. Okay, Craig. Yeah, are you going to read it then? Well, I read the lot. Oh, sorry today. Yeah. Miles away. Okay. So, new game for the next game. New game for next game. Spin the Cell, Mass Effect or Fable? Well, should we cancel out Fable? Because we know that Fable's coming. Yeah. I'd say Splinter... Uh, uh, Splinter Cell would be a cry, wouldn't it? If it had Michael Ironside, Splinter Cell. Oh, God, yeah. Can't have anyone else other than Michael Ironside. Yeah, but it's not going to happen, is it? <laughs> I don't think it ever no. will, unfortunately. It's, that mm. ship has sailed, I think. I don't think it has as much as you think, because um, don't forget that uh, Splinter Cell, you know, the, the character turned up on Wildlands, didn't they? Mm. So True. I I think that they're still keeping it going. We might see a Splinter Cell in this generation. That wouldn't surprise me. It feels like one of those things they've been holding off on and are going to bring back after 10 or 15 years since the last one. Possibly. Possibly. Mm. Who knows? I, I I would say probably Mass Effect more than Splinter Cell, though, for me, because I prefer the sci-fi as well. Excuse me. Okay, so last question then is from Alan Cochran, who's just posted it while we've been recording the show, which is why it's a late edition. So with the UK going into recession and the rest of the world being in a similar position, do you think that the price of gaming will go to a point where people will refuse to pay for the latest hardware and games? I don't think there'll ever be that point, unfortunately. It's a progressive state that's always been in set in stone, isn't it? Now, there could be a point of thinking that, do you know what, due to COVID and the way the year's gone, that we try and keep the games to a lower price if, if we can. But I don't know. I mean, there are discounts out there you can get hold of if you want to wait and not spend your wallet straight away. But just reading the news about all the all the kids in schools with their exams and matter people, and, and I mean, people are closing their their, their you know, their properties because they can't afford to keep them going or it's now not viable because it's better if they, they work from home, you know? It's going to, it's this is probably going to hit us harder in, in some sort of recession at some point, but it's going to be global. So from that point of view, you think they want to try and not be too high in the price, but this has maybe all been set in stone before COVID anyway with what's going on. I don't know. Difficult to answer, I think. And I, th- I think as well, don't forget that, We've come out of Europe as well, so it will either be make or break for the country. Uh, will coming out of Europe, you know, it might end up being in, you know, when we look back in 10, 20 years' time, actually, 
we didn't think it was a good idea, or only half the people thought it was a good idea, but because of what happened, it ended up being a good thing. Mm. I'm like thinking, God, weren't we stupid, you know? So who knows? Hindsight's a wonderful thing. We don't have it. But I I think that the, the games manufacturers, developers, they're not stupid, and they know that it's better to sell... A hundred copies of something with one pound profit than one copy of something with fifty pound profit. Mm. So, I th- I think even uh, I can't remember which company it was who'd actually said about the price rises, what they were going to do. They've said it's going to be on individual titles that they're going to ask for the higher price, kit mm. right across the board, and just because one company is asking more doesn't mean other companies don't have to ask less look at for example the iron man vr that's not full price that's like 35 pounds look at uh hellblade said you sacrifice when that came out that came out at 25 pound not 50 mm. so you know there are other price points it depends upon how long to make their uh, thing as well doesn't it there's a lot there's a lot to um to put a price out there, there's a lot to, to think about with how the game is being made. Probably the overheads might be smaller if everyone's working from home. Yeah. But I'm not sure how that would stand out because if everyone's working from home, then they've got to get all that down the pipe to a central point to put the game together anyway. So it might be difficult to do that compared to when you're all in an office. I don't know. It's, uh... Well, but when to put it all together, it's all going to be on one PC and it's going to be one person putting those bits together isn't it yeah yeah you know that doesn't have to necessarily be at home uh, no. an office it could be at home mm. but uh, what i mean yeah what i'm saying i don't mean an office i mean that all these people in different houses are going to going to fire this down the pipe to a central point not necessarily in an office but in someone else's home or whatever but it just it's all about overheads and you know they might be able to say Do you know what we've we've done this better this way because we've not Used the, the main office. We've we've cut down on heating bills. We've cut down on on food for the for the canteen. Yeah. Electricity with with not using the building. So there are all those to take into account that could make. Do you know what? We can actually bring this game out cheaper. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing is, I'm working at home now, pretty much. Well, full time because we're not allowed to go back to the office. Only certain people are allowed to go back in. Mm. So that means all of the electricity, the heating the water, everything that is used is is mine. I am paying for that. I am paying effectively to work because I'm paying for my gas and electricity and all of that sort of stuff. Yes, I can claim it back as part of my tax relief, but it's it's very difficult to do because how much how much does it cost me extra in order to be able to do it? I have no idea. Mm. You know, in comparison to work <clears throat> And the, the big problem that I've had is is that I was working from home occasionally before work, so the impact of it is, you know, not as going to be as great and, you know, show what the true cost is, as it were. So, you know, it's it's very difficult to know how much tax, you know, claim back you can. I, you know, I've, I've got the tax form there. I've got no idea how to fill it out and how to work it out for <laughs> what it's costing me. Yeah, but, you know, you can get that tax rebate because you're working from home. So, but well, that does come into account, doesn't it? So, and obviously the wages of, of, of whoever you're using. Yeah, I will see. It's it's difficult to think about, and I reckon we'll, you know, it might produce something. I don't know. 
I just think things have just shifted, you know, and there are opportunities for businesses to cut costs. Mm. But then again, you look at the gaming industry. Gaming industry for decades was saying that the biggest problem in terms of us is the fact that it's the distribution of the software to you because we have to put it onto a media, we have to put print in, we have to put it in a box, we have to take it to a distributor, the distributor then has to take it to the store so that you can buy it. That's why it costs so much. Then mm. online stores come along and are charging the same amount as a shop for the digital version, where they can revoke your right to use that immediately. They can't do that the same way on a digital <clears throat> version. Mm. But yet they're charging the same or more for digital. How does that work? That's just them being greedy. Unfortunately, it is. £70 for a digital game, or up to 100 even. It's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that should be 20 or 30 quid, because you take out what they said was the percentage of the cost of the distribution. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Anyway. Time to go, I think, because it's. Uh, I need to get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so here we go. So Twitter, at Steve007. My PSN ID is the real Steve007. Xbox, Steve007. Uh, Instagram is, what is that? Steve0764, even if you want to have a look at that. And YouTube channel is Steve07, I think, as well. Yourself, Hayden? Uh, for myself, it's uh, H-E-R-J-U-K for everything. So that's YouTube, PSN, Xbox Live, Steam, everything apart from Epic, which is Pop Culture Gamers. Don't forget, you can also follow the show on Pop uh, using the uh, name of Pop Culture Gamer, if you search for that, there's our Facebook group. We also have a Facebook page. You can visit those and like those and join those if you want to. You can send any inquiries to podcast at popculturegamers.co.uk and then there's our website, popculturegamers.podbean.com. Also, if you want to help us out with the hosting, then uh, you can also um, contribute to our Patreon. Just look for Pop Culture Gamers on the Patreon uh, pages as well. Or even go to Alexa. Or even go to Alexa. Or I'll tell you what else uh, people can do as well. If you don't want to uh, contribute financially, just get us out there. You know, let people know about us. Give us a nice, friendly review. So, and if you hate help. us, and if you hate us, don't give us a negative review because positive and negative reviews don't actually matter. Because you, as long as you get a review, you get the the points for it. So, you know, if you really hate us, don't review us. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay it's, so, it's an interesting thing is that I, I always think that it doesn't matter what star rating you give to a review but good not uh, bad it's yeah. just the fact that it's been reviewed is positive so this is show 92 i've done it what am i going to call it this week i might even just go for the um the obvious one with daniel craig and what he would normally say to you but anyway that you I think, will I think see. we've already named that one though have we yeah, when we did the Bond special. Possibly did. All right, we'll have to have a think about that in a minute. Anyway, so you'll know this by now before us because it's already out there. So that's by the by. So anyway, so it's a, a good night from me. And it's a good night from him. Good night, guys. Good night.